This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. If you're new to our church, uh, we are in the middle of a summer series uh, from uh, talking and preaching about our core values here at Mosaic Church. And we've had a slew of presenters, mostly our elders and others, and uh, they have done a fantastic job. So um, no pressure, Daniel. And so uh, Daniel has been one of our long-term elders. Uh, He's going to be coming up and sharing one of our core values. But Daniel, uh, I knew Daniel when he was a student. And um, so like 1996-ish in that, that time frame. And even back then, man, just a sweet, uh, godly uh, character, uh, loves the Lord. I remember just um, loving to be around him. And as he uh, grew up and got married, has children, uh, he has just really uh, developed into, you know, what he was already at as a young man, just a godly, God-fearing, man of faith, full of faith, prayer warrior. Um, I can go on and on, but he may not like that. And so I'd like for us to give Daniel, our church elder, one of our church elders, a warm mosaic welcome. Thank you so much, Pastor, for uh, allowing me this opportunity. It is really a joy and a, a privilege to be able to share I don't just say that lightly, and you hear a lot of people say that when you get up, but I really thought about it. It was like, I put real thought into that. <laughs> but good morning. It's good to see everybody by the internet. Uh, so hey, everybody in TV land. But yes, today we're, uh, I get to, as Pastor Mario said, continue the series on our core values. And... Just a quick review for those of you who maybe have missed some of the past ones. I would suggest going back and watching the other uh, videos on YouTube uh, of the other elders and other leaders that have shared because there's there's so much in these. But uh, just as a reminder, uh, our core values uh, are not what we hope and desire to be. They're not aspirational. They're actually more perspirational if that's kind of a word, and it actually is. We perspire. We live it out. It's what we do. That's what we want, Mosaic, this community of believers to be, to do. And again, so just to review some of the other uh, core values that we've uh, reviewed, the other elders and leaders have talked about in the past, or in the past few weeks, We've hit four of the seven core values. We have a couple more coming. Ross introduced it with the foundation of putting the Lord first in our lives, and it's based on the greatest commandment from the Lord in Luke 10, 27, to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And keep that in the back of your head with all your mind, because that is, this is vital. And it's relevant to what's coming up. Actually, all of these are relevant. That's one reason I want to uh, review them as well. They all tie together. And then Christopher 
then compelled us to a radical discipleship and a radical hospitality because he talked about community. And it also ties into the second and basically second greatest commandment, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. And then Eric encouraged us in the pursuit of truth and in sharing that truth and love. Again, all these, just let them be in your mind, dropping some hints in your head to these thoughts will be flowing around in your heart and mind. And then Adam exhorted us to be authentic. Adam said, it's a paraphrase, for mosaic is to be a place where we can be ourselves while God changes us into who he wants us to be. So let that meld. And uh, I'd like to take a moment to pray. Wanted to get some of that in your head so you can actually uh, even pray it with me and ask the, the Lord to, you know, let this solidify in your heart. So Father God, we thank you again for this great day. We thank you for uh, all you've done already this morning. You've already been uh, encouraging us through the worship, through those who share, through Pastor Mario and Lavala, through... Um, Lindsay, through these songs, Father, and we know that you use so many things to speak to us, and Father, we pray that we would have open hearts and minds that even, uh, even as Lavella uh, prayed in Ephesians 4, I think, or whatever it was, that, uh, that we'd be open to receive in our, our minds. That's where the battle wages, Father, so we pray that you would just speak through me. I am just a, a vessel here, even as Adam uh, spoke last week that we're just, we're like earthen vessels. We're broken, but you put us back together. So I'm a vessel here and, and help us to be changed by you. And we give you praise and glory. We thank you, Lord, that you're so good and so loving and so patient. In Jesus' name, amen. So I get to speak on the core value of faith or being faithful. Faithful, the word faithful is often understood to have two meanings, two general meanings. One is just, and this is generally within, uh, within a, a Christian circles or the body of Christ. It, it describes a person who places their trust in something greater than themselves. So that's very much a, a mental or emotional aspect. And it also, and spiritual. I mean, we're not neglecting the spiritual, but... Uh, today, we, that's a given, is the spiritual part. Uh, secondly, it's descri- faithful can describe a person who is trustworthy in regards to responsibility and holds stead- steadfastly to their principles and beliefs. And in Mosaic, we seek to embody both of these characteristics as we live out that calling that God has placed within us, and, and we do want to recognize that it is God who enables and empowers us to do this, to accomplish this. It's not in our own strength. But I'd like to unpack this quickly, just like there's so many ways you could go with faith. You know, as I was preparing for this, there's so many ways you could go in faith, faithfulness. The whole scripture talks about it throughout. And I still use paper and digital in uh, all these, all my references, if you ever want to, if you want to ask, if you have any questions, I will share. I found so much, so many rabbit holes when you start researching and reading and praying. Uh, I'm going to try not to run down any of those rabbit holes. <laughs> I really want to. There's so many interesting things. 
But uh, we're going to hit that. We're going to highlight uh, what biblical faith is, and then we're going to talk about what being faithful looks like. We're going to try to make it practical. And uh, I know that we have a mix of people in our community. I mean, some of you have walked with the Lord, you know, not since you were born, but I mean, for a long time. And uh, a lot of us, we've only just started, and that's fine. So I'm hoping and praying that the Holy Spirit will drop something fresh and new in your hearts and uh, to change you for the better this morning. So biblical faith is, it's def- again, I looked it up, several dictionaries, digital and paper or physical. I like to use both. It's defined as a confident belief or trust in something. Kind of makes sense. I looked it up. This is a good summary. You can trust that confident belief or trust in something. So then let's look at, I'd like to look at Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is known as the faith chapter or the hall of faith. For those of you who've read the scriptures, read this, this book of documented evidence of people who've walked with the Lord in the past. And it's basically just brings up all these people who've walked before us and describes our faith. And it's a really good summary. You could read, go through the Hall of Faith and you can go back to the Old Testament and go back and look and see what they did. It's, uh, we're not doing that this morning though. It's too much. But let's look at Hebrews just 11.1. And this is from the ESV, the English Standard Version. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. I would also like to read it in the new, from the New Living Translation. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So you see a few words, key words. Faith, now faith is, at the beginning of, uh, in the ESV and the NLT, faith shows, okay, we're defining faith. It's the assurance. That's a strong word. In the uh, New Living Translation, it's the reality. That's a very here and now. We talk about our reality. It's a very present word, a present term. And then it's the, uh, for things hoped for. The word hope is through almost every translation that I looked up. Uh, I'm not going to go into the Hebrew and everything. If you are interested, I use Blue Letter Bible app. This is just a plug for them, but I don't, you know, because it's a good resource. Blue Letter Bible. Look online. I, I will read like this Bible paper, and then I'll have my phone beside me with the app. It is, it's great. You can just look it up. It's like, yeah, you can look up all the, you can dig into just one word. It just takes a minute. But uh, I just want to encourage you, dig a little bit sometimes when you're seeking the Lord. He uses, the Lord wants us to seek him. So uh, just thought, I'd, yeah. That's free, no charge. Faith is linked here to hope. Hope is also a here and now thing. It's a thing that actually impacts us here because hope talks about the future. Hope, I hope, defined. Hope is really, you know, it, it comes down to expectation, a desire. That's it, that's hope. So it's, I want this. It talks about the future, but it is, once you get it, it's no longer hope. I hope to get this. I hope to do this. I expect this. 
you know, and like, and shortly you'll, you'll, you'll hope to pick out the food for lunch, you know, so you'll pick something, and you hope and expect it to taste good. I hope that you will hope that. You'll, <laughs> where does this come from? Why, why do you expect this, this burger, the, you know, this salad to taste good? Oh, maybe experience? Maybe it's a sushi you've never had. So other people, others experience. So where do these, you just think about where, where's hope come from? So you're told this or you experience it yourself. A lot of this comes from that maturity. We're gonna get into this a little bit. As Pastor Mario already shared in faith, as we mature and walk with the Lord, we experience the Lord. And we also, in that, talking about the community, going back to the other core values, in the community, in the, as we live out these core values and just live out loving God and loving others, we, we, we get to reap that wisdom and that experience from other people. Hey, God did this in my life. That's saying, hey, I can believe that. That's what we do. We, we get that from, from the word, from all the people that have lived through and gone before us and lived with God, lived with this creator in relationship with this creator. And we have their testimonies here. In some ways, it's like science. I mean, ooh, that was kind of a scary thing to say in church, but it really is. We have so many people who've devoted their lives to study things, and we can trust them. I mean, they're experts in that field, so there's a level of faith. There's a level of trust there. We apply meteorology. Meteorologist says, hey, hurricane's coming. We're gonna ignore it. <laughs> I don't believe you. We respond to that. So why am I bringing this up? I am using, uh, because we did have internet issues, I actually printed my notes here instead of using the, I look kind of old school today, right? That's kind of me. Love and I are kind of old school people. So biblical faith, we're still defining that. Biblical faith is, it's not without reason. In this case, reason, reason actually has two meanings. In this case, I mean, it's, it's not without a cause. It's not without an explanation or justification. It's not a fairy tale. Biblical faith is not a fairy tale. It's not made up. Some people, they see religion or they, and they lump the followers of Jesus Christ into that same bucket with all the other religions as though it's just a, it's a made-up thing. I mean, if we're doing that, it's really not that much different than, uh, you know, I used to be a Star Wars fan growing up. Still am a little bit. Okay, a lot. Or Marvel Universe, you know, all the superheroes and everybody, you can dig so much in all the, the details. I mean, you can watch these, uh, these movies. They watch them in slow time to look at all the detail. There's so many things that tie in. You can get consumed with these stories or uh, some of these role-playing games. You can get consumed in these things. But that's not what we have here. Biblical faith, it's not, it's not a made-up thing. And when I'm saying a biblical faith, that's a faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is a real thing that happened 2,000 years ago. It's based on historical, factual testimony and evidence. I'm not gonna go into it all. Experts have done that for me. Uh, if you wanna talk to somebody about it, I'll direct you, but I'll probably, I'll point you to Eric or Adam, who's not here today, or I don't know, some of the other guys are probably brilliant in this area as well. 
But uh, it, it's historical. It's fact. There's testimony there. I would encourage you, the reason this scripture's up, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 gives a nice little summary of uh, all these people that saw Jesus risen from the dead. He appeared to so many people. Was it like 500 people? I'm not reading it, but go back. If you're taking notes or you watch this again, Go read that. It's encouraging to think, oh, wait a minute. I'm not believing a made-up thing. I'm not believing just what I was taught. You know, as a kid, oh, I was raised this way. No, this, there's something real. There's some substance behind it. And biblical faith is not without reason. It's a mental assent or a considered process of logic. You know, we hear... I've, Faith without reason. We've heard that phrase. Uh, again, outside the church walls, in the world, they, they see us as, oh, we're, you're just following another little story, another little fairy tale. Even in the church, again, I don't really know I believe it. This is the way I was raised. No, this, think about it, question. It's okay. We don't always have full understanding. That's okay as well. Understanding comes as we mature. So those who say, I was raised this way, well, you were a, a kid. You reasoned as a child, and you, in, you trusted those parents or those authorities that were teaching you. That, that's perfect. That makes total sense for a kid, for a child to, that's reason. That's good. But as you grow up, you don't stay there. And actually in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, uh, in verses 11 and 12, I'll just read them for you real quick. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now, in verse 12, now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. So we mature as we walk with the Lord. How do we do that? We question. I mean, I think of our kids, question, Daddy, 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 what's this, Daddy? And wow, I'm like, God bless my parents because I remember doing that now. God bless you parents and grandparents and all that. Teachers, bless your hearts. I'm Southern, I can say that legitimately. Bless your hearts. But our experience in walking with the Lord, our testimony, the testimony of other people, both in the scriptures, in this written document, and from you guys when we're in community, when we're in discipleship, when we're hanging out together. I mean, even ask each other, like, hey, what's your testimony? Seems awkward. Sometimes we hang out with people and we don't talk about spiritual things even though we're with a brother and sister in Christ. But ask each other that. Like, there's some amazing stories here, just, just right here. That'll encourage you. And then also, I mean, sometimes it's not all up here though. You know, I'm, again, that's what I'm alluding to is like, God does give some of us dreams and visions has, there have been miraculous healings. We ask for them. There's a reason we believe in these things. It's, it's real. We have a living God who interacts with us. It's not all just head stuff. It's not just emotions. Those are all important, though. That's what I'm hitting on, but it, it's, it's everything.
So I would also, again, these are just some high points that I want to kind of build a foundation. When you leave here and you're reading your scripture or you're even listening to a song, whatever it is, hopefully even studying the word in your prayer, I want these things to come back to your mind. I don't want me to come back to your mind. I want these, some of these key ideas. So when you're reading the word, think about like, wait, are these people thinking through? Like when you're reading about the testimonies of these people in the scriptures, those people who trusted God in the Old and New Testament, pay attention when they say words. I did a quick word search uh, you know, Bible Gateway or whatever, it's pretty quick. Search a word like considered. They considered it. Well, what's considering? It's, that's a thought process. That's not spiritual. It is spiritual. But it's, it's happening up here. And it's okay. God gave us good minds to do this. Good examples are uh, really earlier, Abraham and Sarah. They, uh, Sarah, if you know the stories, God said, you're going to have a, a child, but you're really old, but you're going to have a child. And she's, she was barren. She laughed, and then she considered. She thought it through. Her initial, that's great. Sometimes it's like God says something, and we laugh. We don't always like, ah, but sometimes we do. But sometimes we just laugh. I mean, it's hilarious. God, what are you saying? But she considered, and then she thought about what God had done. She considered it. She thought, God, okay, wait, you've done this in our lives. You've done this. In our case, we'd say, wait, you did this for these people. You did this here. You, you think it through. You can consider it. That's okay. It's good even. Abraham, God, you're nuts. You're not into human sacrifice. I don't know why you're asking about this, but you want me to give this up? Okay. I'm going to, it says he reasoned. I, Abraham said, hmm, I, did the Holy Spirit somehow inspire this? Very possibly. But Abraham reasoned that God could raise Isaac from the dead. That's what it says. Even if he went through with it. I mean, awkward, but okay. I'll trust God. That's, I mean, that, reason, consider, think it through. That's okay. God can take it. He's a big boy. He can take, he can take our questioning. I would, I would say when you do question, though, the main thing is, you know, don't look for those websites that are really just trying to steal, kill, and destroy. God's not about that. So when you, when you search, I mean, look for those things that are steadfast and secure, stable. I would start with leadership here, uh, that type of thing. But if you have those, we all have these questions. We have these life changes that happen. Life happens. We've already, it was already talked about this morning, prayed for this morning. So when you search and you question, nothing wrong with that. But do ask him first, and he'll actually bring you resource. He'll bring you people. Or God will just tell you point blank. I've experienced several things, several times in my life where God has used so many things to bring at least answers that would, might not be the fullest answer, but it, it'll be an answer that keeps me going, which that's coming up next because we're talking about what it is to be faithful So if faith is defined as confident belief or trust in something, then faithful is remaining loyal and steadfast to believe that, to, to faith. It's, um, the definition is actually remaining loyal and steadfast, worthy of trust, and it's, it can be a person or a thing. 
a, an old 1980s Toyota truck. That's a faithful truck. You can abuse it, not change the oil. It can be running on its no tires probably, and you, it'll crank, and it'll kind of get you there. Maybe, or a, a old Volkswagen Beetle, the old ones. Made in Germany and then Mexico. Sorry, that's a car thing. So to be faithful is to remain steadfast in faith. And it's our response to what we believe. So being faithful is a response to faith. Okay, wait. Hey, I know this, so our, we're gonna continue in it. I, I'm, con, I'm convinced this is true. There's also a second definition for faithful is to be accurate and true. True to the facts or the original. That harkens back to last week and multiple weeks back. You know, Eric shared on truth, loving and living out truth. Authenticity, Adam shared, uh, I'm being authentic, like the maker's mark. So again, it's this faithful. Is it faithful to the original? And uh, how quickly, this reminded me, about a year ago, we had to replace a part in my uh, Honda Odyssey. It went out. I bought the Honda, genuine Honda part. Wasn't really cheap, but got to do it. You bit the bullet. Um, had a very dear friend and close, close buddy of mine who I highly respect, and I know that he uh, walks with the Lord, so he has a lot of grace. But uh, he had the same issue with his van. The reason I'm kind of going on about him is I hope he'll kind of realize that I didn't mean to steer you wrong. <laughs> But uh, I, I found a part that was, oh, wow, they make aftermarket parts for this. I had no idea they did that. And you could save some money here. Why not? Save money? Good. If it works. So I talked to him and said, yeah, get the cheap one. I mean, who cares? Like, if it's going to work. He did it. You know what? That part was not faithful. It was not made. It did not meet the, the Honda standards. It was not faithful to those to those. Uh, Specifications. Sorry about that, dude. It's, yeah. But he got through it. The Lord walked him through. <laughs> That's what I thought about. So faithful is often understood to have two meanings. It describes a person who is trustworthy. Well, we, we talked about it, but I just wanted to remind you. Just again, it's a person who is trustworthy in regard to responsibility, holds, stand, holds steadfastly to principles and beliefs, and a person who places their trust in something greater than themselves. So again, trustworthy and holds steadfastly to faith. Um, Hebrews 12.1. I'd like to look at this real quick. Sorry, 12.2, 1 and 2. In Hebrews 12.1, therefore, since we are surrounded by uh, such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Here, I don't know if you can see the highlight, therefore, pay attention, surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, there's many that's gone before us who's walked with the Lord and have been in very difficult circumstances. So yeah, these are people who've, they've lived it out. 
that helps us understand, hey, there's just something solid. We can back, we can believe them. Run with endurance. And just this, uh, this picture here of this road, I was just thinking of when I used to cycle, like road cycling and mountain biking. And there would be, sometimes we coast, and I love those long heels coasting. It was over there in Gadsden County, out on the farm, or around the farm. Nice long stretches of road. And I like the coasting. But then there's the hill, and you needed endurance. If you're running, uh, a lot of us enjoy athletics. Even studying, sometimes, I mean, there's many examples. But uh, this picture just really, to me, it felt like endurance. Sometimes life, you're coasting, it's awesome. You can pedal, you can get going really fast. And then there's that hill, and I could see it in the few, oh, hated that. You have to get off and walk, and you look like a kid. <laughs> but then in Hebrews 12:2, let's continue. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. We keep our eyes on Jesus. He's our example, because here it uses the word, he's our champion. He's the, our example, he's our champion. He's the one, it says, right, it says it right here, he endured, he had endurance. We're not alone in this. He gave us his Holy Spirit to strengthen us and help us endure through this. And then we have that hope. That hope is an eternal hope. It's a hope for now. We have strength now. We have guidance now. And we have a hope of eternal hope with him with no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrows. And we have this. And it's great. So what it is, what is it to be faithful? What it is, it is faithfulness is endurance. That's practical. Practically, faithfulness is endurance. You know what you know. When you don't know it, you ask. You learn, you figure out what you know, and then you endure with it. What does this mean? It's, it's to make choices. Make choices aligned that'll please God. He knows better, even when it doesn't feel good. Allowing him to help you choose what to do that is right and good, even when it doesn't feel good and it doesn't even seem to benefit you. It means loving and serving your spouse, even when he or she may not respond in, in like way. It means loving and serving your children, and you know they're not thankful. I'm not speaking that out in Jesus' name. <laughs> God, make them thankful. Love and serve, serve your boss, your supervisor. Love and serve the authorities or the government that you're, that you're under. That may mean pray for him. I mean, I mean, we have the examples. That's what God's calling us to do, to love God and love others. Be found faithful. Again, there is a reward for this, and this is what should define Mosaic Church and our church community. So uh, if I could just pray real quick. I'm praying for myself and y'all, and I can say that legitimately, y'all. Let's just ask the Lord to help us to be faithful and to trust him to give us the power to be faithful and to have faith and to seek him. So Father, we again just thank you for this time. I again pray that there is something that you would use whatever words came out of my mouth to, uh, 
to lift up, to encourage, to bless, to strengthen, to challenge our family, my family, your people, my people. Lord, change us. We thank you that you're, you are faithful. Thank you that you give us a gift of faith that we can believe you and we can trust you and we can go on in any circumstance. We can go on in any culture, no matter what the pressures are of life, that you empower us. And thank you for that and help us to, to share this with others to, as we are in community and discipleship and as we reach out to those who don't know you, Lord. And we just give you the glory, all the glory and all the praise because you're worthy of it, Father. You're worthy, Jesus. And in your name I pray, amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.